Did you know the CIA did secret research on astral projection and questioned if we're living in a holographic universe? And if that weren't enough, the CIA even recruited its own people to train them on achieving different states of consciousness. But why? Believe it or not, they wanted to attempt to time travel back into the past to see events or look into the future to see what would happen. And this isn't a rumor or a conspiracy theory. There were pages declassified from the CIA's archives, and now one mysterious document is available. One of the pages was originally omitted, but it was finally hunted down and just recently came out. And some of the conclusions that the CIA can't come to are literally out of this world. So join us on this Edge of Wonder Live and hear all about it. So we'll see you guys out on the edge. Happy and birthday, Pat. <laughs> yes it's my mom's birthday who's in the chat under uh patty cakes so happy birthday mom very happy birthday yeah she's uh 50 years old <laughs> <laughs> so and if you're listening to our edge of wonder podcast on spotify apple podcast or elsewhere please leave us a five-star rating and review to help us reach even more people and also like or Remember to follow, subscribe, like all that good stuff on Rumble, Ganjing World, Twitter, or X, Instagram, Facebook, wherever you're watching us. So I, pr I promise Pat didn't really have Ben when she was seven. So <laughs> <laughs> that would be crazy. <laughs> so, well, how are you doing, Rob? Pretty good. Pretty good. This is going to be a fun show. This is, this is probably, I, I would honestly say. It's the stuff Edge of Wonder is made of. It, it really is. And it's probably the most fascinating document that I have ever come across uh, since we've been doing this show. I, I have to admit, this is probably up there as being like one of the most awesome things that, that the CIA ever declassified. And what's funny is that this got so technically it was through the CIA, but it was actually really the military that, that was... Uh, conducting all the research and then um there was one page omitted and it was just recently so this got uh declassified in 2002 and then the, the page just came out like within a year or two ago so i believe it or not i've never even heard about this so this is called the gateway process and it was written by this u.s army um uh uh, lieutenant colonel and his name is wayne mcdonald and so the overall purpose he was basically tasked to provide an assessment of the gateway experience which we'll get into in terms of its mechanics and ultimately practical practic 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 ah, practicality damn. yes thank you sometimes i stumble on words so do you want to read the he so here's a quote that's actually um what he in the beginning of the intro part so he he wrote so basically he wrote the full report and the first two pages he's basically writing it for his higher higher ups basically saying like i know this sounds crazy i there's it's like he's trying to explain it in a very scientific way but it's like it goes beyond what science. our mainstream understands of science and so he's trying to um, uh, he's trying to break it down for them and a terminology and way that they can understand. Sure. So he said, as I set out to fulfill that task, it soon became clear that in order to assess 
the validity and practicality of the process. I needed to do enough supporting research and analysis to fully understand how and why the process works. Frankly, sir, that proved to be an extremely involved and difficult business. So he goes on to say that he contacted a doctor, uh, which his name was Itzhak Bentov, who uses biomedical models to understand this process. So this is sort of like a remote viewing process, well, right? Ben? Well, like, that that's only a part of it. In reality, what, what they're what, what they're trying to understand is the human body and how the the consciousness, the subconsciousness, um, the 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 functions under the influence of the brain hemisphere so this when you synchronize your two hemispheres that's when things start opening up so in reality it's like the beginnings is astral projection and that's just the beginning so through astral projection what else can we do and that's when they started understanding more of like life the human body universe all of the above through these different aspects. And then all these questions came up. Can we transcend space time through astro projection? And how do we achieve this astro projection? And um, so basically the, the, uh, the, 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 the main guy. So what, what all this means is that they were trying to use yeah, different techniques to study the human brain, the perception of reality. What is reality? How do humans fit in reality? How does the brain process reality? All these different things. So they experience, so, so just remote viewing was one of the, one of the aspects. It was hypnosis, biofeedback, which is a type of therapy that uses sensors. Basically they put sensors on your body, measure key bodily functions, you know, as you're going through things, transcendental, transcendental medita meditation, transcendental meditation, yeah, transcendental right. meditation, which is, you know, and then studying the person's body and mind as they're meditating. And they found that your energy and your body changes as you are going through the, like the meditation aspect. And they, and, and through that you can experience, have all these experiences and even have out of, out of body experiences through this. So the person who wrote this was really trying to be trying to avoid any, he wrote dogmatic and sensitive areas around like common belief systems, such as like Christianity and other religions and whatnot, because th this gets pretty, pretty in depth with a lot of things well, and controversial too. And right? yeah, it, it really is. Um, however, his conclusions at the end of it is that it doesn't really impact either the East or the West in a negative way. However, he said there will be some that will reject the entire ideology of the gateway experience because it seems more alien to them than what they're holding on to. And I think that's ultimately why page 25 was omitted, which we'll get into. <laughs> it has so, a lot of that like information on it. Right? Yeah, exactly. The, the woo woo stuff. Yeah. So basically it's using like metaphysical quantum mechanics of the universe all around us and understanding what is the universe. And that's what they come to the conclusion of what is the holographic universe. And that's, that's where all this kind of stems from. And the whole point of really of this whole process is trying to break down, prove and show what is the holographic universe. 
and it's not like a hologram as like, you know, I think of star Wars when you think of like a hologram, you know, projected thing, it's, it's more of like the holographic universe is more of a sense of how we perceive the universe around us. And s simply put that it, that it's more of like an illusion created in like a world, like the matrix, for example, that is this thing that we're interacting with. And it tells us, you know, what, how something should smell, taste, feeling, hearing our sensory things, all of it. In a sense, it, it's almost like when we put on a, a, a virtual reality headset, you know, we're immersed in this world, except we can't really feel and touch things, but you can feel things through like your remotes or, or whatever you have, you know, if, and, and the future in the far future, I'm sure they're going to be, be able to develop something. Have you ever, have you ever interacted with this? Used uh, VR for like a, a longer period of time. Like not uh, for just like a couple seconds to try it out, but I actually used it. Yeah, for, yeah, yeah, for a little bit. Yeah, um, because your actually your body plays tricks on you while you're it using does. it, and you yeah. you feel like you're you're feeling things sometimes. Like when mm. you you do things, it's like you you, you actually feel it. it. It's weird, and I, it takes I, I, time to process that. And like, yeah, you know, there's a uh, actually for the Oculus, there's this uh, climbing game. Yeah, you're 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 climbing up, and I, I the first time I, I I tried that, I was in I I was scared to death because I have a fear of heights, and yeah. like in my mind I'm like, dude, I'm serious seriously just standing on the floor, you know, <laughs> like I'm not gonna fall. That's how but, fear is, right? But, fear is but yeah, I mean, your mind makes it real, and yeah. and it's kind of like yeah, this, this it, it, it's not so bad when you're looking up, but as soon as you look down, you're like I'm I was like pouring in sweat you know i'm like dude that's so crazy uh how like your mind makes it this real mm. um so yeah so so this this whole ideology it's actually a school and to be honest it, it's it still exists today you can even apply to the school it's called the, called the monroe institute and it was started in 1975 by a guy named robert monroe i think he died in like 94 now um but he had an out-of-body experience when he was young, and he made it his life mission to understand the human mind. And so he the Monroe Institute comes up a lot on the metaphysical show. Yeah, so, that makes sense because they do a lot with remote viewing. Well, and, and um, right, and also you know, remote viewing is a lot more than just um, you know getting data on stuff, which is mm -hmm. remote viewing. A lot of it is gathering non-local information. So information that you can't just normally gather, right? They started developing this process, the CIA, which is what Ben is talking about, of trying to figure out what was going on behind enemy lines and things like that. And um, all of this stuff, like astral projection and everything, started coming about as a result of it. And this document, this gold mine of a document Ben found is basically like pinpointing a bunch of that stuff. Yeah, because they so he so this guy developed a technique called hemi sync and basically using binaural beats, which is playing two frequencies at different um different uh, different hertz, and then your brain will soon process it into one sound, and and it and it counts for the the miss. So it's like it 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 knows the missing hertz and then it, and it kind of like fills in that blank to to make it one and then your your brain will start syncing up and when that happens 
that's when like a lot of changes could happen inside your body for so for people if you have a hard time sleeping they'll say like oh yeah listen to binaural beats it will help you sleep so it can it can and um induce sleep increase memory and learning help with relaxation help with various mental illness mental well-being overall and and focus and concentration that's you been want, a, a speaking major of, uh, thing. <clears throat> speaking of synchronicity you want to hear something crazy what's that so I got like three hours of sleep last night for different reasons. <laughs> yeah. And so today at around three, like 30 PM, I was like, I need to rest before the show. Right. So I laid down, <clears throat> I wasn't really getting to sleep. So John, John had sent me like months ago, John Vivanco, he had sent me months. So he's a remote viewer. He's months ago. He sent me four audio tracks that were all binaural beats. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so for three hours straight today i listened to binaural beats and it was mind-blowing yeah isn't like, it it yeah. was like you i don't know how to explain it but like your body does definitely does things and like yeah. there were people in the house that were working on something in my in my house and i was like I was experiencing stuff I should, probably shouldn't be. <laughs> it was really weird, but it, and not in a bad yeah. way, not no, in a no. weird way. Yeah. Just in like a, you're aware and your body just feels euphoric in a very unique way. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and that's, that's, that's supposedly what, I, what mind you, happens. I had no idea you were going to bring this document into the show today. Yeah, so it was like funny. a complete synchronicity that that happened. Yeah. The, and I, I was actually listening to it as I was working on this, um, because I, and it was a very specific frequency of the, uh, something like negative 40 Hertz. So it's like, if one is playing at 400, the other one is playing it. Um, yeah. Sir, you know, and then the balance is that or four Hertz <laughs> or whatever. So anyway, it, it supposedly that, that, that's like, one of the things that they do in this institute and it, it really helps. So by the seventies, the military caught wind of all of this in the later seventies, you know, and they were like, Hey, we're interested in what you're doing. We're going to send some people train them. And they were literally like training these military guys. And then they would come back and try to use these techniques to like spy, you know, that's where the remote viewing comes in, but it's more than remote viewing because then they were like, Hey, can we actually like, astro project and not just remote view something we want to go back to a very specific time period and experience time travel or go forward in time but they found that only five percent of all of the students that they were they had at that time could really only achieve that as it was one of the hardest things to achieve at that point hmm. but the main the main thing that they and Lindsay, you can bring up this document as we're talking and just kind of go through it because there's there's some photos and graphs and stuff in there and like images of the human mind, because the conclusion is that what they realize is that our, this holographic universe, in other words, it's like our realities are shaped by our minds. So whatever we think about our reality is going, it's, it's going to like transformation follows mind intent in some aspects. It's like, whatever we think will reflect on our physical reality and could actually interact with us in that way. So, you know, again, it's like if you're projecting a lot of negative thoughts out there, then your whole reality is going to be very negative. If you project a lot of positive thoughts, you're going to perceive your reality as very positive. And so this, this specifically, specifically one that, that Lindsay's showing shows like 
uh, a grid with the mom with basically a, a skull and it's showing it as this grid and it's talking about the different aspects of the brain and how when you sync all these aspects of the brain together you can achieve these various states and one of the things that the conclusions they come to in this document is that when we enter every single person on the planet as we enter REM sleep we are all actually astro projecting and we're it, like so when we dream and we're in this REM state we're not just dreaming we're physically somewhere in another reality like ourselves experiencing something real through that because what they found was that when people started astro projecting and they were monitoring all of this everyone's eye movements were exactly like how it would be in REM sleep so they wow. found a correlation to this <clears throat> and that there was and that what they also found was that there was multiple realities and that we can essentially access every single one of them if we really were able to understand how that all works and then of course like through hypnosis then we we can travel on all aspects too and um so Lindsay brought up something and it talked about the absolute we'll get into that a little bit later that's the missing document the page number 25 and i now understand why that page was missing but we'll, we'll get to that in a minute um but so here's so here you can read this about time space dimension rob if you want this is this sure is yeah document. <clears throat> so time space dimension quote energy which is not confined is force without limit without dimension without the limits of form it is infinity cannot move because there is nothing beyond infinity and is therefore outside of the dimension of time it is also beyond space because that concept implies that a specific energy form is limited to a specific location and is absent from other locations but if energy is in the state of infinity there are no boundaries no here to different to differentiate from there no sense of area energy in infinity means energy uniformly extended without limit it has no beginning no end no location that's fascinating yeah it it, re it really is if you can and, tell me what it means ben i'm just kidding. yeah <laughs> so my understanding is so this is again you know they're using it as this holographic universe and they're kind of the the term absolute it's not necessarily God in a sense from their understanding. And I have, you know, we can, we'll talk about our own understandings at the end of this, but essentially that this energy exists outside, but at the same time inside too. And it's in, in, this is what it's like, for example, because this table, because our computer, like everything has energy and, and we, we know that our bodies are made of energy and my understanding of kind of what it's saying is that, you know, and it, eventually it gets into the fact that our brains, our consciousness is not in our brains. And this is, this is the conclusion that they come to. And the reason why is because we can project our consciousness out of our body, especially when we astro project. But what's that mean for our body? Well, that means that our brains are more of a processing center. It's where we're gathering all this information of energy all around us. And then it's processing this into words, into what, whatever it is to help us understand and exist in our reality. 
but then it's like this question is where is our soul right well when you think of like in buddhist a lot of buddhist texts and in buddhism they believe that the soul can be anywhere in your body and you know yeah, there, there's like around depending yeah on exactly and there's a term in buddhism called heart thinking which means that your soul could literally be in your heart it could be in different parts of your body um, the other aspect is that it resides in the, in the pineal gland. Like that's where originally is, but then, you know, it moves around. So, so the brain is really just, it's like, um, in my own words, I would say it's more of like a, like think of a, a computer, right? Like our brain is this computer and our soul is the energy that is needed to, to turn the computer on, right? Like the computer, the, you have like the processing center for a computer, but without power, you can't turn your computer on. Our soul is the power that keeps our bodies alive. Our brain is the processing factory that processes everything, but the brain can be hacked. And when the brain is hacked, we can physically change the world around us or perceive the world around us in different ways or see multiple dimensions that we otherwise can't see under normally living in this environment. So when we can hack the brain, essentially, then we are now accessing like, oh, well, okay, now we can go into other dimensions, or I want to go into the past, or I want to go in the future, or I want to see my past lives, whatever it is, like, it's like that world then becomes open and available to us, which otherwise would be sealed off. So, all right. We need to show a trailer and we get back. We'll keep talking about this. And about, um, yeah, pretty exciting stuff. Actually. Yeah, this is really cool stuff. Do plants have thoughts? Does water have memory? Can people's subconscious minds really be influenced? Do our minds carry energy that can affect the world around us? These are some of the deepest questions in the cosmos. What about supernormal abilities like mind reading, telekinesis, simultaneous inventions on opposite sides of the world, or clairvoyance? And what is consciousness? What am I? It's the age-old question philosophers have been asking for millennia. The human body, mind, matter, the soul, in Edge of Wonder's journey to dive into the truth, this is a new beginning in our exploration of the human body, life, and the universe. When we put our heads together, what do you think we'll find? Join Edge of Wonder with a mind-blowing conclusion that will leave you with entirely new understandings about the power of the mind and even the cosmos itself. The Power of the Mind Part two, mysteries unlocked. All right, you guys. So for those of you watching us on Rumble and X and anywhere else, you can find all those series on our platform, rise.tv. So join us and check it out where we can have cool conversations like we're having right now. Indeed. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, so getting back to all of this, um, the holographic universe, basically it just says that our entire existence, the entire universe is this giant hologram made of like energy waves coming together to forming different realities, you could say. And it's extremely complex. And that 
the human mind is also just kind of like a hologram that tunes itself to the universe, to this universal. And again, this is all in the document. I'm just stating what basically that like in, in kind of in, in you know, uh, what I'm with layman's terms, what this document's kind of saying, but the, the, the human body tunes itself to this universal hologram. And then we start experiencing all this together. Um, yeah. And really like when you think of the movie, the matrix, this is like a perfect example, right? They're all living in this simulation, which is like the, the, the singularity. This is not about the singularity. Like, you know, it's different, it's different di concept. It's a different concept, but kind of, it's like the singularity, I think of more negative, like, you know, we're, we're like living in some kind of computer world now. <laughs> this is more about like, this absolute thing, which we'll still get into, but, um, but there, there's a, so like how to hack your brain with the binaural beats is, is the one aspect to do it, you know, or you could do it through, um, transcendental meditation, just meditation, um, things like that. You know, I'm sure, and this is the negative aspect, but I'm sure drugs has a, has a role to play too. Like some psychic drugs probably, you know, well, people try to skip steps by taking those and it never, it doesn't do well. Never really it, gets you. It, from my understanding, it kind of forces this thing. Oh, it's like a door. You know, when you're meditating, it's like you control. You're you're opening this door, and like you know, things are are like you're controlling it. When you're on drugs, it's controlling you, and it forces those doors open, and you have no control of what comes in and what comes out. So yeah. But um, yeah, most people, when they're having psychedelic experiences, they're like going to hell and stuff. Yeah. And they're seeing like all kinds of crazy really stuff. Dark, yeah. dark stuff. Yeah. All right. So we'll, we'll, we'll start with page 24 because 25 is missing. And then, well, we found, I mean, it's found now, but I'll, I'll kind of go through this. So what, so the, the document keeps saying this absolute the absolute. And if you want to read, um, let's see, the document states page 24 in order to, well, here, I'll just I'll start with this. You can read the next one. In order to attain self-consciousness, the consciousness of the absolute must project a hologram of itself and then perceive it. That hologram is a mere image of the absolute in infinity, still exists outside time and space, but is one step removed from the absolute and is the actual agent of all creation, all reality. So in a nutshell, what this is kind of saying is that this absolute is essentially exists. Like it's everywhere, everywhere. What is it? Everywhere, all at, like everywhere, everything, everywhere, all at once. It's like that, that concept where, everything is part of this like absolute and it's experiencing everything all at once simultaneously to have these experiences. And then we all go back to like the source, the absolute, I guess in this case, and then it's like a perfect image of itself of whatever this is of the entire colossal universe and all the dimensions and all existence inside of that. And that each and every one of us are essential, essentially a part of this experiencing itself and coming back to come together. Now th that's like kind of the conclusion. And that's why page 25 is omitted 
because this is what page 25 actually talks about. <laughs> wow. So yeah, it basically talks about the, the evolution of time and space and ultimately everything is a reflection of the union and it says with him. So kind of like referring him, capital H on yeah. him, meaning yes. like source, God, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And it says that thought model, which perfectly reflects the essence or spirit of the absolute fits the Christian metaphysical description of the Holy Spirit. Now, I'm not necessarily agreeing with, with this at all. I'm just saying what this whole document is coming to the conclusion of. And this is the missing 25 page, the, the 25th page. Because I realized the reason why they, they left this page out is because it gets, it kind of defines what is the absolute and what is the ultimate purpose of existence in some aspects. And, and that's the conclusion that it kind of comes to. And, um, and it gets into like, uh, like it mentions the Hebrew tree of life or its Hindu counterpart or the Chinese spiral to the four, fourfold powers. It's like every, all of this stuff is kind of one and the same and, and it's all different aspects of explaining what the absolute is. Yeah. They call it the Tao in Chinese culture. Yes. That's actually a really, yeah, that's a perfect way of saying it. It's like the Tao, you know, and then it gets into the left brain limitations and then the self-knowledge of like, know thyself. And the conclusion is that the ultimate experience, um, in okay, so I'll read, this is what it says. Energy in the state of inactivity infinity, or I'm sorry, energy in this state of inactive infinity is termed by physics as energy in its absolute state or simply the absolute. Between the absolute and the material universe in which we experience our, our physical existence are various intervening dimensions to which human consciousness is altered states of being may gain access. Theoretically, human consciousness may continue to expand the horizons of its perceptual capability until it reaches the dimension of the absolute, at which point perception stops because the absolute generates no holograms of or about itself. <laughs> now, I, I think that what it's basically saying is that the absolute is, is essentially the building blocks of all life creation in the universe, and it manifests everything at the same time everywhere in all dimensions. But I think that it's limited because in some aspects, it's still kind of, yeah, I mean, in some aspects, okay, yeah, you know, and a lot of people in our community kind of talk about this too, that God is essentially, um, you know, having all these experiences simultaneously to understand what is like essentially God, what is the source and, and, and essence where, and it, basically this, this says that we are all God experiencing the universe as itself. That that's literally the conclusion that it basically draws. So in other uh, words, yeah, I have a problem with that. I do too. Yeah. <laughs> I not. think that maybe on like uh, some level that might be true, but I think on a, on a, on a lot higher level and, you know, well, we were created by something, right? So right. from that exactly. aspect, it's like we're, we have a piece of that creation in us, but, if you do bad things, you still have to pay for it. It's not God doing bad things and then having to pay for it. 
No, right, I mean? right. And then that's not yeah. exactly what it's saying, but yeah, I, and I think, yeah, but it kind of, you could conflate it that way easily. You it's could. like, it's a limited, it's like human language doesn't really have a way to explain what I think they're trying to say. And then it just ends up coming out in a limited way. You know what I mean? Right. I think people, I think people sort of like becoming one with the Tao or whatever it is, right? Like these things like that itself is like a lifelong journey to get there. And it's, it's becoming more and more in sync with it as you're cultivating. Whereas not just because you're sitting here and existing here, do you connect in with that unless you seek it, you know, like it's a big, that's a big part of it. Right. Right. And, and I, I think that, that, you know, it's, it's like, okay, because the question is, well, because th this, this, they're trying to use this to explain, creation you know because like yeah. the big question is like well if god exists then who created god right well if there's this absolute that existed beyond time and space that's always there it's infinite then it's like everything around that is being created but i think from a higher perspective in a more simple aspect you know god says that he is the alpha and the omega the beginning and the end there is no end or beginning with God. It's like a circle, it, you know, time doesn't exist where God is like God created time. And you can ask, you can look at it from that perspective. So from that perspective, it's like God always existed. There is no ending. There's no beginning where he is. And, you know, and I think that this is like maybe one level of truth, but, you know, like Socrates says, like, know thy, the full thing that Socrates says is know thyself and you shall know the universe and the gods. And, you know, and then you, you think back to like the, the foundations of like Buddhism and even what Jesus was teaching as well, where it's like, okay, well, then what would be the point, like you said, doing good things and bad things if it's all trying to experience things simultaneously, right? I think from a higher perspective and a more spiritual aspect, it's, it's like, well, the point is to do good things, to return to where we originally came from, to return to that divine heavenly space where we can only exist, where everything is God, but you can only exist there when you're aligned with that. You know, imagine like you're the, like, you don't need, we don't need the sun. You don't need like these like exterior lights and like a heavenly world because everything is of God. Everything shines with that light. But if you don't resonate, I guess you could say with that frequency where you're at a lower frequency, then how can you stay in that heavenly world? It's like, well, you know, nothing dark could go into that world. Only things of God and of the light can be in that world. And I think that's the element that's missing in this whole document. It's like, yes, I can understand this from one perspective and kind of from a lower perspective, but from a way higher perspective, this element of the divine aspect and really trying to strive to be a better person and do good in your life and be compassionate and following the aspects of what all divine teachers have said, you know, that's the element that's kind of missing from this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a pretty important part. The, the roles that we play as individuals and how we connect into that, you know, I think if you take that element out, of human life, a lot of mistakes can come about. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really, like, like, how do you, like, from that perspective, like, how do you explain somebody murdering someone? Oh, it's God experiencing himself by murdering someone? No, 
no, that has no. nothing to do with it. That is like totally, this is why it's like, you know how I often think about this. Evil is like a cancer. It's something that gets created or generated in this place from being here and doing wrong. It's, it's like a cancer to life and to you and to your soul. And so in order to get out and eliminate all of that, you have to actually elevate above it and get closer to that thing, you know, that to God, to mm -hmm. the Tao, whatever you want to call it. Right. And, um, and so you think those, you know, that's why it's like, it's dicey with stuff like this, you know, in some ways, if you say everybody is experiencing God as himself, it's almost blasphemous to that at, at the same time, because it's like, how could you even compare those two things? Right. Exactly. You can't. Yeah. Right. So, but at the same time, it's like this document and everything, like all of the, these things in it, like it's such a great starting point to understand a lot of these things that people already just don't understand or deny exactly. completely. So yeah. there's some good things here. It's just that that part is a little bit like, right. Which is why, yeah, which yeah. is why, again, I think they omitted that page fundamentally because they're like, we, we don't want to have this conclusion. We just want people to look at the study as it is. And the study is amazing because it really shows that our soul. Yeah, like we we have a soul for one Two, our soul is not in our brain. Our consciousness necessarily isn't on our brain. Our brain is just a processing factory Two that or three that we can actually project our consciousness out of our body and achieve different states of being understand the universe in different ways and literally travel through other dimensions to see different time spaces and even the future past and previous lives even well i mean know? this is so. what a lot of these sages and prophets were doing in the past mm -hmm. whatever side of the fence you were on whether you were in china whether you were in tibet uh whether you were in japan or whether you were in israel right like if you look at the things that these prophets were doing and how they were convening with the divine, there is a congruity. There is something very similar that was going on in, mm -hmm. in their body and in their mind, you know? And so it's very, it's like these, this is another way of explaining that in other words, right? Yeah. Yeah. From a different, more scientific perspective, potentially. Mm -hmm. I agree. All right. Well, it's time to leave uh, Rumble and Ganjing World and Twitter and wherever else we're streaming. And we're going to head over to Rise.TV and we're going to answer your questions all about what we just talked about. Uh, I'm sure you guys have lots of questions about um, more, more specifically about this document and everything we just went over. And of course, we're going to do our meditation slash prayer at the end of this. And, you know, the music that we play at the end of it actually has um, binaural beats in it i didn't realize that when i picked it out I, I i went through it again and i was like wow because i heard it one for the first time i was listening yeah. to headphones and i was like wait a minute and it really does so it's kind of fascinating and you're right it binaural beats is is like I, when i had headaches i was listening to it and it really helped a lot so it's pretty amazing how it works our brain is so our bodies are so amazing and incredible totally so all right there it is. All right, you guys. So we'll see you over there. And um, yeah, hope you have a wonderful week. 
otherwise check out rise tv yeah come on over and hang out with us over on rise tv it's um it's pretty inexpensive you get to hang out with an awesome community and uh, you'll be able to support our work so we can keep finding awesome stuff like this and uh and delivering it to you guys um so yeah anyway um thank you guys for being here and um we'll see you guys on friday a tunnel a bright light an out-of-body experience we're told death is the end but what about people who came back from the brink all around the world People report near-death experiences, strange phenomena, divine beings, miraculous stories of the impossible. Back from certain death and decades of scientific research into it all. What's so big that it could be the breakthrough of an age our consciousness, the brain, and the soul intertwine. Perhaps the great beyond is closer than we think. It's time to get into the undisputable patterns capturing the attention of scientists, doctors, atheists, priests, moms, and pops. This is bigger than we ever could have imagined. Near-Death Experiences Part 1 Amazing Stories of the Afterlife